to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome aboard. It's the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed. You've got your microphone really high up in the air. I know. You're okay. <laughs> you really straight back. You don't I've moved. No, I'm fine. I've moved position. Good. We always seem to sit... We relax when we're doing the wave and we sit forward when we're doing this. It's okay. strange, isn't it? This is important business. Yeah, there's more reading to do for this as well. Talking about these movies and... Uh, just in case we're like entrenched for an argument later on, as <laughs> we get closer to each other, with, fists up. But well, I don't know. I don't. I don't well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens because uh, we've got a movie to talk about. We have. We're going to what? We're going to talk about the Land of Steady Habits. Sure. The Land of Steady Habits was released in 2018. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 38 minutes and is currently rated at 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and is a Netflix original. 6.2. That's, in the grand scheme of all movies, quite high, isn't it? Really high, I think. There are some things I like about this movie. Okay, we'll be interested to hear them. But I feel that's high. It is too, it is too high. On on our... That's the highest rated film we've done this year. Yeah, on our curve... This season, should I say. On, yeah, but on, of, of where the movies that we talk about usually dwell. Yeah. That is definitely a high ender, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is. So. Too high. Uh, this film stars a guy called Ben Mendelsohn. He plays Anders Harris. Uh, most famous probably for Ready Player One. He was in that. He was the bad guy in that. Yeah. He's Talos in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And he was in that crap Robin Hood movie that we mentioned a few weeks ago. <laughs> the Russell Crowe The one. Russell Crowe one. Um, no, I don't know if it was the Russell Crowe oh, one. It was no. the... Taron Egerton one? Oh, is that the one where everyone's like Cockney? Yeah, he was in that. He was the sheriff of Nottingham in that. Uh, also stars a guy called Thomas Mann. He plays Preston Harris. Cool. Most famous for Project X. Uh, yeah, the, I knew I recognised his face. The party from, movie from yeah, a few years ago. Um, he's also in Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Okay. Which is a big... Uh, it was like a cult movie a few years sure. ago. And he's also in Kong Skull Island. I Might think I've seen that. all of those, so that's probably why, <laughs> that's I probably why you recognise him. And finally stars a guy called Charlie Tahan, who plays a character called Charlie in this film. Yeah. Um, most famous now for being in Ozark. He was in all seasons of Ozark, I think. Played a character called Wyatt. Yeah. Never, I've never really gone back to Ozark. Did the first season, never did the rest. Uh, but we've seen him on this show before. We have. He was in a film called Super Dark Times, yeah. which was super dark a while back. Some of <laughs> the bits of this that he was in reminded me a lot of that film. Yeah, definitely. He's the best thing about this film, in my opinion. I thought he he was head and shoulders above everybody else in it. He's okay. not in it a lot, but as an actor, I think he's the best one in it. He was good. His he still looks like the woman out of the Gooners, though. He, does. <laughs> he really does. We did that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we did. did I'll yeah. try and find that graphic out, because we did that. He looks like, what's her name? Why'd you do this to me? You know, know I'm shit with names. <laughs> oh, is it da- Dana? She was everywhere in the 80s. She's on that picture there. <laughs> There's a Goonies poster on the wall. Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton. I, I didn't close. even get to it. I really, it <laughs> popped back into my head. Yeah, he does look like Martha Plimpton. That's a very good show. I'll find that image. Can we put that out about season two whenever yeah. we did Super Dark Times? Um, this film was written and directed by a female lady called Nicole Hoffenhelner. Okay. Hollowfencer. Something like that. Um, she hasn't made a film since. Right. She has made lots of TV shows cool. over the years. And she was also an uncredited script doctor on Black Widow. Oh, nice. Interesting. Because that was all, was that all female cast, uh, writer and crew? I don't know. I'm sure it was all female crew and director. Do you have a one word review of The Land of Steady Habits, Nick? I do, yeah. What is it? Ben mends ties with his son. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. It's a good one. I'm really proud of that. You should be. Yeah, I can see how smiley you are about <laughs> it. But this is from starting it. Uh, there's a man walking around Bed, Bath and Beyond. Straight into the movie poster. Yeah. Literally the first scene of the film is the, po- the, the, the whoever's drawn the poster doesn't want to watch this film. It's just gone. <laughs> I'll just take that scene. <laughs> Fine. Uh, he's, he's, he looks sad. Yep. And he he's trying creams and stuff. Yeah, he's trying. He's, he's, <laughs> all the tester pots. Yeah, he's walking like around that. trying all the different stuff, looking at all the different towels. The title card comes on as he's doing this as well. Um, and then he, he, he picks up like a toothpaste holder that looks like an umbrella. Yeah. And he asks a lady what it is. She explains it to him. And then he has sex with her. Yeah. Literally Pratt- the very next scene. Yeah. Just him having sex with her. This guy's MO is pretty successful. Yeah. Every every woman he talks to, he, he pretty like, much had sex just with. just picks up women at, at these and home furnishing stores. Yeah. Seems to work. Yeah. And then we meet Preston. Preston's talking to his mum. We assume it's his mum. We don't get introduced to any of these characters. They just we don't get the names. They're just, they're just at here. this point. They're just here. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we don't know who they are. But at our, point, the, we... the the man the man doing all the sex with the the ladies is uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character. Yes, Anders. Anders. So you've got Anders. Then you've got Preston, who is his son. Yeah. And then his wife, Helene. Helene, who's played by Mrs. Tony Soprano. E. Yes, Falco. indeed. Yeah. There's quite a few like bigger named people in this. Yeah. Because um, what's names in it as well? I'm going to pretend I didn't say that because I can't remember what her name is. Um, I've, I've written it. I'm not sure where they are. Maybe in a hospital, but it turns out they were in a school. I think where they're teachers or teaching English or something. Yeah, it's, it's a community centre or something like that, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's like a yeah English he, for. He was teaching English. English to is adults, a foreign language. Yeah, yeah. And then he talks to another woman in another shop. Yeah. Um, and then he has sex with that same woman again. Yeah. <laughs> but. My notes here say now he's sexing her badly. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't he complete. Can't, he can't. Com- he can't the transaction. The act. No, he's. Uh, he's uh, got his mind elsewhere. Uh, I I thought some of the lines in this movie were quite good because uh, Anders Anders says to her, "Well, it's not your fault." And the lady goes, "Well, you, yeah, yeah, I didn't I think, think it was. was. <laughs> it's definitely your fault." <laughs> uh, then in the next scene, he turns up at a party. But yeah, so he's in, had an invite to like a Christmas. Yep. Pre-Christmas do, I suppose. Yeah, it seems to be. There's a few days before Christmas, I think. Um, he's talking to a few people. Nobody seems to want him there or want to talk to him. Or, or they're there, surprised that, that he's, he's there. there. Yeah, and it turns out it's because his ex-wife is also there. Yeah. And it's her friends. Well, no, it is. It's the, his, it's the his couple friends. former social circle, isn't yeah, it? Before yeah, before he left his wife. Yeah. So, and he's turned up there. His ex-wife's there. She didn't realise that he was going to turn no, up. No, and it's the host. Between them. The host is... is, is wife helene's best, best friend, friend and she sort of says oh shit the invites just went out i didn't <laughs> they didn't even think to not invite yeah us. we didn't update the list yeah. sort of thing um nobody's really happy that he's there as we've just said so he goes out into the garden and he finds some teens some smoke stoner teens smoking weed in the garden so he, he he's, he's pretty pissed by this yeah, he's drunk yeah and they they talking to him but they're more uh, old man what are you doing yeah, out here yeah but he, he does, he has a smoke with them. It turns out it's uh, laced with PCP. So Char- Charlie's that, he's the son of the hosts of this party. Yes. And Anders says to him, well, I fucking hate your parents. <laughs> the dickheads. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a truth. And that kind of gets him in, doesn't it? Anders, Anders has got a truth bomb in this film. He doesn't really lie in the whole film. No. He's just, just like, everything he says, everything he's thinking just spills out of his yeah. mouth. Which is probably why everybody wants to leave him. So yeah, he's getting baked with these guys getting baked with these guys look at me i'm so cool (laughs) 
And then he goes in and he talks to his ex-wife and he wants to know about her new relationship that she's just in now. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly there's a kerfuffle in the background and somebody needs an ambulance. Somebody's screaming for an ambulance. Somebody call an ambulance. And it turns out Charlie's passed out in the garden. And it's not in a good way. Yeah, his dad sort of got him over his shoulder, hasn't he? Yeah. But then uh, Anders just starts laughing because a turtle walks out from under the table. <laughs> yeah, because he's high. <laughs> he's got baits with the key with the kids. Uh, cut to the next morning. Well, I presume it's the next morning. It's the day after or a, a day following that scene. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, and he's talking to Preston in the garden. He's got, he has got this like little condo himself now. Yeah. It's like a small house. And, and and this is where we kind of learn that Preston's also sort of not well, it's a, a little way out of it. But he has been through rehab himself. Yeah, he's been a drug addict himself, yeah. and he's twenty-seven now. It says in the film. These are all rich kids of rich families. families yeah, yeah. Uh, Anders says, you know, he, he's retired now, but he was in, he was working in finance. Yeah, and he retired because he hated the job. He hated the the sort of. Um, cutting edgeness of yeah. it he hated hated that the it rat was race. yeah exactly so we've, um, we've we've seen films like this before where it's you've moaned about it before it's rich americans moaning about their lives with yeah. these massive houses sure the house that they live in is incredible yeah <laughs> it's like home alone style house and it, it's another one of those movies isn't it it's rich rich american kids moaning about their setting wise yeah. Lives, yeah yeah 100 percent. there's better acting in this than any of those ones that yeah, we've possibly. seen previously <laughs> Um, he reveals they're putting Christmas decorations up outside Anders' house yeah he's trying to make this condo yeah, homely, homely. T- to some extent yeah for himself um, and he reveals that he's, he can't he says like, I can't afford to retire and pay the mortgage on your mum's house because his, his wife's still his ex-wife's still living in yeah. the house that and in a, in a moment of sort of altruism he says he, he told his ex-wife yeah you just you keep just a house, house I'll keep paying for it yeah. <laughs> it seems very strange um and then he goes to the, the the start of this film cuts from scene to scene very quickly, so it's uh, it's basically the first twenty minutes is Anders moaning at different people yeah. about his life. So he, go, he goes to therapy. So he's talking to his therapist. Oh, first there's a there's a quick there is another quick scene with Helen and her her friend, uh, who I can't remember her name. I've got written down at some point where they're 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 just drinking wine and talking about how terrible their sons are. Yeah. Our our rich sons who we've sort of mothered Mother forever won't leave us. Yeah. They won't leave these huge houses and <laughs> get a job. Yeah. It's one of those films. Um is that fair I've written here surely something's gonna happen in a minute. Um it turns out his therapist was at the park because he admits that he got stoned with the kids at this party sure not knowing that the therapist was also there this therapist is a goddamn unprofessional <laughs> dickwad very much so so the therapist reveals to him that he was at the party he now thinks that anders is to blame for charlie's prediction yeah, he literally goes out the door and gets on the phone yeah. i was like you're telling them straight away aren't you? charlie got rid of hospital he's still in hospital so and it's all revealed at this therapy session um anders goes to visit charlie in the hospital well first he leaves the therapy session yeah and steals four books Oh, he does, yeah, from the therapist. <laughs> Charlie is in the hospital. Anders goes to visit him. Um, he gives him one of the stolen books. I, I like this. This made me laugh because Charlie's like, this is the best present I've ever had. You've, you've brought me an erotic stolen library book. <laughs> it's like Egyptian sexy art, yeah. isn't it? Just what a stoner needs <laughs> when he's lying in a hospital bed. Um, and Charlie reveals... Oh, Char- it, it, Anders then just sort of launches into his life story just to yeah. recap... Where we've been so far. Yeah, exactly. He's left his they wife. They have a bit and... of a connection, these two, don't they? It's, 
They they uh, they bond over this point because they both hate their pa- Charlie's parents, I suppose. Um, and Charlie reveals that he's writing a graphic no- novel, and his his art's quite good. He's drawing these novel pictures. It's really good. It's I thought it was a good concept. It's yeah. a graphic novel about uh, Laika, the space dog. Yeah, the first dog in space, uh, and it's got a cool t- a cool twist to it, yeah. which which comes later. Yeah. Um, do you know what I think? I don't have a problem with sort of the basic theme of this movie. I think there's a really interesting concept here somewhere that Anders desperately wants to have a relationship with his own son. Can't make that connection through fault of both sides. Yet suddenly has this connection with this other kid. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah. But Preston is there. It's not like Preston doesn't have a relationship with his dad. No. He's there. He's chats to his dad. He, he yeah. sticks up for his dad in arguments. But he doesn't know where where to turn next in life. And yeah. his dad doesn't help him. So no. that's what we see. That it's, it's faults on both sides. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas Anders has this connection with this, like you say, stoner kid. Stoner kid, kid. yeah. Um, then Charlie's mum comes in. I didn't. Ca- I still don't know her name. Maybe it was something. I don't know. <laughs> she turns... I've just written Charlie's mum all the way through this. See, she turns up, so eventually he just, Charlie just, um, Anders just leaves. She dismisses him, yeah, she, Anders, She, she doesn't like him. It's, she's what are you the best doing here? You, you were at my party, now what are you doing yeah, here? what are you doing here? Talk to my kid. So then Anders goes drinking in a pub with a friend, I assume. I assumed another rich ex-finance Ex- dude. <laughs> yeah. I think he was called Larry. Yeah, he was. Because I wasn't sure if he was his brother, because they had a similar look, but he, he did say that. Possibly, because Anders says, well, I need a favour. Yeah. I've, I've actually not paid the mortgage on that house. For six for months. For six months. Yeah. Uh, so can I can I borrow some money? And his mate just goes, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. I know you could take for it. it. Yeah, no worries." Um, they they chat a bit longer. They they just moan. Everybody just moans. Anders has got this theory, hasn't he? Yeah. They, and this is quite a long scene, and I, I I will very briefly say. So he's got this theory that like life is like a a web. Yeah. And you make all these connections, and you think, oh, if I disappear, all these people that are connected to will miss me, and yeah. you know they'll 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 take ages to get over me and they'll struggle uh, because of my various relationships with them. But what he's actually realised is since his divorce (laughs) and moving away from this social circle is that the web kind of fixes itself. So if you take that person out, the strings just move and connect. It's healed itself around around his abs. And you're left on the outside. Which, again, I think that's an interesting concept. I'm just not sure this movie nailed any of it. No, it really didn't. But I think there's some interesting ideas here. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, so far, he's just been talking to people and moaning. That's all that's happened so far. Um, he goes to a, They go to a strip club, these two guys, because middle-aged white men, that's what they do. Um, he turns, Anders doesn't want to. No, he doesn't, to be, to be fair to him. He turns down a lap dance. He does. The, but his mate Larry takes it. And then he goes into a toilet and hears a woman vomiting in the men's toilet. Yes. And this turns out to be Connie Britton's character. I think she was called Barbara. I think so. I don't know if she was ever named. I think Maybe she once. was called Barbara. Yeah. Um, she's on a date, a first date, and he's taken her to a strip club. So it's not gone well. <laughs> it's not going well. well she's she, throwing she, up also. She says, well, I thought it would be trendy to say, yeah, sure, let's go. Yeah. And now he's gone off with Take a stripper. Up with a stripper, basically. Um, so he, Anders helps her out. He hands her some tissue, sorts her, sorts her out in the toilet. Why she's thrown up in the men's toilets and why the men's toilet's painted pink. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It was um, a confusing interior decor. That's <laughs> it was sure. indeed. Yeah, but there was urinals in there, so he was definitely a, a oh, man's yeah. toilet. Um, when he goes out of the toilets, his, his mate's gone. 
her date's gone. Yeah. They're all just having lap dances. So he helps her out to a cab. And it turns out they end up sharing this cab. And just pays for it. Um, but he accidentally gives the cab driver the wrong address. Well, uh, yeah, out of habit, he gives uh, his, his old his, address his where, where his wife is living. Because he's with drunk him. as well. Yeah. He's, he's smashed again. Well, and this was a bit of a nitpicky bit for me. Because he was drunk when this movie needed him to be. Yeah. So he was... I. He wasn't an alcoholic. No, no. I mean, but, in this specific it, scene. Yeah, every scene it was that like, needed him to be drunk. He, he was drunk in the strip club. And then, but when he needed to be... He he didn't seem drunk when he was looking after the lady. No. And then he gets back to the house and then he's drunk again. He's smashed again. Yeah. For what he does. Like smash. Yes. Proper smash. Because it's quite funny. Yeah. When he's ambling around this house that he's Yeah. He, used go, to he live goes in. in. He doesn't. He doesn't say to anybody, "Oh shit, I've given you the wrong address." No. He gives because he's still well key. He gives Barbara the money and gets out. So yeah. he, and he actually goes into the house and he's walking around this house while they're all downstairs. He's like looking through the fridge and stuff. Yeah, it was it? his house. He's yeah. paying for it, but it's not the done thing, is it? Um, and then he gets confronted by the family. So his ex-wife, her new boyfriend comes down for a baseball yeah, Donnie, bat. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie, name is. yeah. He comes down for a baseball bat. And then Preston's there as well. So he comes down. Um, and he's just like... He's like, I want my suck- stuff. I've come for my stuff. Yeah, he's sucking on a, a lollipop, isn't he? Yeah, like he's a- found a lollipop in the freezer. It says it tastes like flowers. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite good. Um, ben Mendelsohn is pretty good in this, to be yeah. fair. He plays it pretty well. It's just a bit maudling for me. Um, and he he says, "I want my stuff. Half of this stuff in this house is mine." I yeah, because he rang he rang up drunk. Helene earlier and said, "I want some old family movies yeah. and some photos." Yeah, so she, but she has sorted out. She put in a he box said, yeah, by, by the, the door. door. But they don't like him. Be it's two in the morning. They don't like him just walking in the house. So Preston takes him home. She said, uh, "Helene says to Preston, will you take your dad home?'" He does. He stays there the night as well because he's there the next morning. And he wants to. Uh, Anders wants to hang out with Preston on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so he's, he's ham-fistedly trying to make a bit of an effort with his kid. Isn't yeah, he? but Preston's already got plans on Christmas Eve because yeah. his mum always has a big party with all the friends around. Yeah. And Anders is like, oh, yeah, Yeah, course. I forgot about, forgot that. about that. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> me then, I'll be fine. And then it turns out, we find out in the next scene that Preston has been stealing money from some of the students that he's been teaching. He has, he's been scamming them because he's playing an underground poker tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... a a little twist I didn't see coming. No. So far, all we know about Preston is he's a recovered drug addict who's been to rehab. Yeah. But it now turns out he's a proper fuck-up. <laughs> he's drunk. He's a gambling it did addict. did escalate a bit, Very quickly. <laughs> but again, like you said a minute ago, just when it needed him to. Because a lot of the yes. time, he's the moral... There was no build to it, was no. there? No. A lot of the time, he's chatting to his dad and he's actually saying some pretty sensible stuff. Yeah. But, but when, then all of a sudden, he's a massive fuck-up. He can't get a job and he's messing about with his life and stealing from people. Um, Anders goes to his ex's work, to Helena's work. Yeah, because he apologize. goes to apologise for the night before. Yeah, because uh, he's sobered up. He's he, he's like, this was a stupid thing to do. And she says, don't worry about that. Come with me. Yeah. I've just found out that Preston stole a load of money off one of our clients. Uh, and He's at this underground poker yeah, game. Somewhere. We've got to we go and find him. We need to go and fetch him. So they go to a bar. They show him the, the barman a photo of Preston and he's like, yeah, he's out the back. Goes out the back. Some reason there's some like big warehouse style room <laughs> at the back of this bar where everybody's playing poker. Um, he doesn't seem that surprised to see them there. No, he's like, oh, oh shit, I've been found out. Tries to explain himself. He kind explain. of tries. Preston tries to give a, a half-hearted excuse where he says, "Well, the you know the guy was going to get scammed anyway because he told me he was going to invest this yeah. two grand with a really sketchy group of characters." Yeah. Ignoring the fact that he sketchily sketchy himself 
is is gambling it away. But he's like, I am, I am going to win this money, so I'll give it him back when I've won the money for it. Um, his mum fires him at this point. Yeah, because she has no choice. He's and tells him to move out. Yep, she's like, yep, get out. And at this point, Preston says, "Well, you're going to have to move out soon as well because Dad's not not paid the mortgage." mortgage. Which triggers an argument between them two. They go outside, they argue a little bit. Um, I quite like this bit as well because I thought this was a nice little twist because. We find out in this argument between Anders and Helene that actually it was him that wanted to leave her and she sort of throws right back at him the bomb that, well, you should be happy. Yeah. Because you wanted to leave us. You said you wanted to leave us, you wanted to get rid of this life and you'd be happier. And now you don't seem to be happier, basically. Yeah. Um, He goes home and he watches some old family home movies and gets drunk again. Um, And then he goes shopping again. He loves going shopping. Yeah, this, this, this pickup routine has is, is got a high rate of success. <laughs> it really has. Because he accidentally bumps into Barbara in the yep. shop. Um, just out of nowhere, complete coincidence. Um, he bumps into her in the shop. And he, he manages to get a number. She offers to pay him back for the she, taxi. Yeah, she says, that was an expensive taxi. Let me buy you lunch. Let me buy you lunch. Um, he turns her down to start with, but then he changes his mind. And he gets her number. He's, he's got a high success rate with women. Yeah. <laughs> Um, goes back home and uh, Donnie turns up at his door, the Helena's new boyfriend. He turns up at the door. He's basically come to apologise. Which takes Anders by surprise. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not expecting an apology from you. But he's basically yeah. saying, we were friends. I've now taken your wife. I'm, he just says, I'm sorry for everything that's happened. Yeah, basically. Um, as a apology and as a way to help you out, I want to buy the house off you. Yeah. And I'll give you 10% over the market value. Seems like a freaking good deal to me. <laughs> it doesn't. He hasn't been paying for it anyway. It's yeah. free money, basically. He doesn't live there. hasn't been paying for it. All he's got to do is pay his mate back. He yeah. loaned him the money. Yeah. And judging by the way Larry was in that strip club, I think he'd probably get away with not paying <laughs> yeah, him back. Absolutely. Um, but Andy says, no, I'm not interested. Forget it. That's the end of the scene. And he, No, he ends up giving Donnie money to a breast cancer charity. Yeah, it does. Which was, again, it was quite a funny little exchange. Yeah. And yeah. uh, Donnie was wearing this ribbon, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, then he goes on a date with Barbara. At this point, I, I was—I noticed that I was scrolling through my phone, and I never do that. Oh, really? Watching these films. That's... So that's never a good sign. Uh, basically, on this date, they talk about their kids, um, and for some reason, they talk for a, a, quite a long time about a new shop that's opened, a new gap that's opened <laughs> somewhere. They talk about that for a little bit. It's a pretty boring date, and we're sitting watching it. Um, when he gets home, though, from the date, Preston is on his porch waiting for him. Yeah. And he's smoking, which is another thing that yeah. Donnie didn't know that he... Uh, Anders didn't know that he did. Uh, Preston says, good news. I've got a job. I've got a job. I'm delivering booze for the local... Uh, Off-license, I off- guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but can I stay here? Yeah. No. Is Anders' his answer. <laughs> now... This guy's trying to build a relationship with his kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... And I know these are flawed characters, as in flawed flawed people. I got quite angry here because I know Preston's given them a tough time. Yes, I know he's 27. But would you really not let him stay? Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> he's just <laughs> going to definitely let job. him stay. He's got a new job. He's just been kicked out of his house by his mum. Yeah. You, you would not send him out on his way. No. <laughs> he just wouldn't. And this guy, but I know he's this trying guy's to build a relationship be, with him. Yeah, I know this guy's supposed to be messed up. But I just couldn't quite relate myself to the fact he was so keen to help this other family's kid, yet wouldn't yeah. even let his own kids sleep on his sofa. 
And he was already he was lying like, on the sofa. Tough love to his own kid. And <laughs> they were chatting whilst pressing around the shoulder. Of this other. They're chatting away. He gives him a present, doesn't he, for his yeah. Christmas or something. And he, they're chatting away. And the person's already lying on the sofa. And he's like, can I just sleep here? And he's like, no, get out. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, it really felt like this is alien to me. I don't understand. And I, don't, I didn't feel like that's how Anders would act from no. what I'd seen in the previous 40 minutes. Or no, whatever. agreed. Um, not long after Preston goes, and somebody else shows up at his door. Yeah. Charlie shows up. He does. At his door. Um, Still got his hospital bracelet on. Yeah. He's kind of inferring that he sort of discharged himself. Yeah, he's run away, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he's run away. He's got his, he's got a pet turtle. His, his parents, sorry, just to convert it. So his parents have told him, like, you well, to rehab. you're going straight into rehab, yeah. basically. He doesn't want to go to rehab. So he's run away. He's managed to go home and get his pet turtle. Yeah. Which he wants Anders to look after whilst he runs away. I'm not... Bear in mind, they've only met twice. I presume they've known each... If they're yeah. friends of the family, though, they're going but, to have known each other better. Why did he give... It was kind of like, well, you're you're old and I kind of trust you. There's my turtle. Yeah. That was it, really. <laughs> it's like if one of your kids, when they're older, turns up at my door after we've had a big falling out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get it's like that sort of idea. I feel like they've grown up together. Yeah, fine. Okay, um, I'll take it. It's that sort of deal. But your kids would be welcome to turn up at my door if they needed to get away from you. But you will have them shortly. <laughs> So, yeah, he's going to run away. He needs somebody to look after his turtle. Anders is like, I'm going to have to call your parents now because you've told me you're going to run away. Yeah. So, I've, as an adult, as a responsible adult, which I am, I need to call your parents. No, but he doesn't because... Charlie hits him with a knowledge bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he just drops him with the news that, oh, your wife's getting married again. <laughs> or your ex-wife. Yeah. And he's like, what? She's only been together with him for a few months. He also... No, his parents, Charlie's parents have found out that Anders was smoking with Charlie on the night that Charlie went into hospital. Yeah. But Charlie isn't the one that told them. No. So Anders immediately goes, fucking therapist. therapist, Because he's the only other person he could have been. I'm glad I stole his library books. Um, So Charlie's like, don't call my parents. Let's go off and do some drugs. No, Anders says. (laughs) Oh, no, Anders suggests. Because Charlie says, should we have a drink? Yeah. And Anders says, have you got anything stronger? Yeah. This is unbelievably <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> so Charlie's like, yeah, but we're going to have to go to my clubhouse. Yeah. So he's got a clubhouse somewhere. It's really cool. <laughs> What's? Um, they you go to a... Only you were rich enough to have this clubhouse. They go to a boat. Yeah. It's, it's in like a, dry dock. It's a dry dock. Winter, boat yard, yeah. And it's where Charlie goes to smoke. He's all got, the gear's there set up it's all set up he's got fairy lights all around the place it looks pretty cool in there to be fair so they go on this boat together they're having a chat Charlie's figured out how to end his graphic novel yeah so he tells him the, tells, tells him how uh, this is it's a really end. convoluted ending we're not going to go into I think it was cool it was cool but it was it's a lot to explain yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's, it's, it would I'd, be a good I'd graphic novel I'd read graphic it novel. Uh, so they just basically get high together um, Anders tells a story about when he used to bully Charlie's dad when they were younger Stole a teddy bear off him or something. Like yeah, that. they said it was uh, broke broke this this guy's heart when he yeah. was a kid. Uh, and he says, Anders says, I wish my kid wanted to hang out with me. Yeah, even though I've just kicked him out. I've of just the kicked house, him out of the house, knowing that he's not allowed to go home either. He basically kicked him onto the streets. Um, suddenly though, Anders has a bit of a crisis of conscience, I guess. Yeah, and he's like, right, I'm going to take you home now. Well, Char- Charlie says to him, why? I'm paraphrasing slightly, but basically, why do grown-ups always worry about if they're bad parents or not? Yeah. And and it snaps Anders straight. Yeah, because he's oh. like, shit, I am a bad parent. Yeah. 
And he, he gets, gets an attack of the guilt, doesn't he? That's he's the opposite like, effect of what Charlie wanted. Yeah, because he's like, oh shit, I'm a, bad, I'm a bad parent to Preston, my son, and also, what the fuck am I doing there smoking drugs with this guy? Sorry, my neighbour just nearly fell over in the yard. <laughs> I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I, I need to sort myself out. So he says to Charlie, right, I'm going to take you away. Meet me in the car. Yeah. Sort, you sort your shit out in here. Tidy yeah. up. Yeah, Charlie's like, I just and need I'll to dispose him. of all this. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll see you out. And just goes and gets in the car. Charlie doesn't come out. No. For a while. So Anders is like, where's he gone? So he goes back into the boat to find him. And he's vanished. He's not there anymore. Yeah. So he comes out. He starts shouting his name. Starts shouting for Charlie. And then a flare goes off in the distance. And Anders seems to take that as, okay, Charlie's all right. I'm going to leave him. Well, he's gone. He's, he's gone. on the run. And I'm just going to forget about him yeah. and leave him. Okay. <laughs> and then we cut away from that. We cut away from Charlie and Anders. And we go back to Preston, who's now delivering booze. To Charlie's job. Charlie's parents. Charlie's mum is the first stop of the day. Yeah. Um, she reveals that she hasn't heard from Charlie since yesterday. Charlie's not as old as Preston, but I feel like not much younger. He's talking what? Early 20s, maybe? Yeah, possibly. Because he's, he's an adult. He's not she's, a kid. You know, she says to Preston, have you... Have you seen him? Have you seen him? And I'm like, well, would, would he? Are they in the same... Again, I think they're, they're or just, just friends going, of the oh, family. Or is she just going, oh, you both fucked up? Yeah. Have you seen him? I think they're just friends of the family that have grown up, but maybe grown apart. They're not... Yeah. They don't appear to be friends, but they uh, just know who each other are. Preston admits that he's living out of his car yeah. and... Well, she asked him out, right? Are you yeah. living in your car? Because your mum thinks you are. And Charlie's mum then proceeds to mother him. Yeah. So she is now, again, repeating... She's the mirror of... Uh, Anders. Of Anders. Yeah. She's she, mothering the wrong child. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fathering the wrong child. Yeah, exactly. She gives him some pizza. She says, um, go, and have a a shower. go and have a shower before you leave, you stink. Um, and she says to him, I'm really sorry that you have a disappointing dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, quite, Preston looks at her like... Quite, yeah, like he's like, fucking oh, hell, have you looked in the mirror? Yeah. I was like, I don't think he's that bad. And, and she's like... You're pretty bad as well. Yeah, she's totally unironic. I, was, I thought they were going to get it on. Yeah. <laughs> did I did as well yeah I thought that's where this was going it did look like that's where it was heading yeah I kind of wish it had something exciting would have happened I was like oh, I didn't want it I didn't want it to go that way but you could see it happening yeah yeah it didn't Um, she tips him quite a lot of money yeah she gives him a big envelope full of tip Um, and that kind of triggers him to have a reaction of like oh I kind of miss my mum she he so Preston sees what a terrible state Charlie's mother is in. Yeah. Because he's gone missing. Yeah. And he obviously reflects on this and thinks, oh shit, that, I bet that was my mum when I was, you know, yeah. struggling. Struggling. So he, he calls her and, and just apologises. Yeah. The, at this point, I'm kind, I'm kind of lost by this film now because I'm like, really? I don't know where it's going. Okay. I'm a little bit like tired of people just whinging when they're quite rich. See, I think I'd, I'd tuned in because by this point I was, I was like, right, I know what this is. It's just life. Yeah. You, there's not going to be a a huge twist or a massive no, development. Ju it is just, we're, we're just going to ride this story out. We're watching a snapshot of these people's lives yeah. for this two-week period or yeah. whatever it is. So it, I do get snapped back into it in a minute. Okay. But at the minute I'm out, I'm not interested. Um, Anders is now on a date with Barbara. He seems to have just completely forget the fact that he's lost Charlie. He's not even gone to even bothered to look for him. This uh, few scenes where they're on this date and having this evening, yeah, might have been my favourite. Okay, I, I just thought they were the, um, they bounced off. Ben Mendelsohn well, and Connie Britton really sparked. Yeah, they did. They had a good like 
chemistry. I yeah, guess. the bit, the bit. Well, we'll get to it in a minute. The bit where they're in bed together. Yeah, I, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it was but... to be fair. That's where I'm heading. I, I haven't got anything before that, but they basically just have some food together, don't they? Yeah. And then they tried to have sex. And no, they had because they had a really funny argument. Oh, I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. About having this warp, uh, like proving drawer in the kitchen. <laughs> it was quite. I'd love a proving drawer. That'd be well cool. Um, they tried to have sex. It doesn't work again. He's, he, he just can't sort it out. He doesn't know what's wrong with him. And then he makes fun of a book that she's reading. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was great because I really like Barbara's character because yeah. she took no shit off this guy. She wasn't bothered at all. Yeah. She? She, she just sees right through him straight away. She's like, you're in my bed and you're insulting my book. Who the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? She calls him mean. She's yeah. like, that's really mean. And he's just like, oh shit. Oh, shit yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he apologizes yeah. to be fair straight away. And and he, like, he apologizes and then says, I'm sorry, my life is a mess and I can't fuck. Yeah, I've written that exact line down as well. <laughs> and that really made me laugh. Uh, cut away from that scene then, and Preston's delivering more beer. This time he's delivering to the house of an old school friend, I think. Yeah, a, a, used to school with. A, a kid who's sort of landed on his feet. Yeah, he's, he's, he's married into a rich family. I think. Made money from LEDs. Yeah. That's what he said. And they've, they've just brought this big house, and he's delivering booze to them. And Preston's like, he's in the middle of this existential crisis, isn't he? And he yeah. says to this kid, well, are LEDs your passion? Yeah. That what gets you going. And the guy's like, Oh, it's fine. I don't give a fuck. Money. Yeah, it's yeah. money. Look, look at this place. Yeah, and it, Preston's, Preston's delivering booze for a love license. Yeah. I mean, he's got no room to talk. But this guy gets really pissed off with him and he's like, you're a dick. He calls him a dick, doesn't he? Yeah. So Preston leaves, but then his car won't start. Yep. And for some reason, he gets a tow truck that drops him off in the middle of nowhere. No, he says earlier where he's living, because when he's with Charlie's mum, she says, oh, are you living down by the bridge oh, okay. where all the dropouts hang out or something? Oh, okay, so, so the, the tow truck dropped him off to yeah. where he's been parking up. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, in the boot of his car, he has an enormous bottle of champagne. Yeah, what's the... You know, you've got all these uh, weird it, measurements of champagne. Jeroboam or something? You have a Jeroboam. Jeroboam. And like a Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It's one of them, isn't what, it? This so is about, a, what, four foot tall, this bottle? Yeah, it's, it's a massive. huge bottle of champagne. I don't know what it was, but it was a big old bottle. There's, some... a, there's like a Balthazar, isn't there? That's yeah. a champagne measurement as find, well. Find a, what about... A, it was about three to four foot tall, this bottle is. So yeah. do some research, Nick, quickly. <laughs> it's, well, it's done in like volume, isn't it? Right. So you've got like a Magnum. Yeah. That's, that, is that like two bottles? Yeah. So your standard bottle is 750 mil. Okay. And then your Magnum's the next one up. Yeah. Then your Jeroboam. Okay. Your Methuselah is eight times 75 centiliters. Okay, so eight bottles. And yeah, your Magnum's double. So Magnum's two. Yeah. I can't even pronounce the biggest one. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar is 20 bottles. Okay. Uh, and you've got a sovereign which is 33 bottles and it goes right up to something that's 40 bottles 30 liters in one bottle yeah melchizedek wow looks polish is there a picture of one i've got a graph oh nice (laughs) that's not really how there's nothing to there to scale it though it's just the same bottles yeah but there's nothing the size to show the size of the bottles what's the biggest champagne bottle you've i don't even really like champagne normally i've been to a couple of weddings and got Really drunk. You know when like someone just comes around and keeps topping up your glass and it's never empty? I've been to a wedding with your wife where that happened quite badly. (laughs) 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 And it wasn't your wedding. 
No. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a massive bottle. It was about three reckon, foot tall, this bottle of champagne. I reckon it was a... Nebuchadnezzar. No, that's too big. That's 20 bottles. No, no it wasn't that big. Eight, it was about eight bottles, I would say. It's probably a Methuselah. Okay. That's eight. Anyway, bottles. it was a massive fuck-off bottle of champagne. Yeah. He's got it in the boot of his car that he was supposed to be delivering to somebody. So he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get sacked anyway because my car's broke down. I'm going to nick this bottle of champagne. Yeah. Going to go into the woods. I'm going to take it into the woods. And just get pissed. Yeah. So he does. He gets. He goes out into the woods. You at least need a straw, wouldn't you? Yeah, you can. I don't even know how you pour it. No, I don't even know how you pour it. You couldn't. If you rested the rim of that bottle under glass, it'd just crush the glass, surely. But so he takes it into the woods. He opens it. He never drinks a single bit of it. No. And then he realizes he's by some train tracks. So he's like, I've got a really good idea. I'm going to put this bottle on a train track. Sure. And watch it get hit by a train. Which is exactly what he does. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it goes on an explosion when this train hits it. Um, and then he kind of looks around and he's like, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he has like a, a moment, yeah, doesn't but he? He's like, like oh, I've put, it's, it's, it's signifying he's putting his demons to bed, isn't yeah. it? But I feel like he was like, that's probably worth a fortune. Yeah, I think it, it was in a wooden crate yeah. that he had to crowbar open. I mean, he's he's not getting his job back, is he? No, let's be honest. <laughs> definitely not. Um, so he wishes he gets hit by this train, and as he turns around, he notices a foot from yes. poking around from behind a tree. And then he walks around, and it turns out he has found Charlie's dead body. Yeah, he's very blue, very blue. Still got his uh, hospital band on. Charlie is no more. Charlie is a deceased yeah. person. <laughs> cuts away to a bit later on there's red flashing lights everywhere police everywhere his dad shows up Preston gives him a big hug and starts crying cause, yeah because he just found a body of a guy he knows so but yeah back to uh, Anders's condo yeah he takes him home back to the condo Charlie um, Preston goes up for a bath or to use the bathroom sort himself out and the turtle is in the bathtub yeah and he's like dad why have you got Charlie's turtle in your bathtub yeah were you his friend yeah and Anders basically says, well, no, it was a bit weird. He explains his whole relationship with Charlie yeah. at this point of how this happened. Yeah. He doesn't lie. He tells the truth. He's like, Charlie had run away. He came here to ask me to look after his tail. Yeah. Then I lost him. And he's got, he, he kind of he said admits some of the that facts. They went and yeah. got high. But he, he says to Preston, I, I don't know why he connected with me. No, we don't know what he died of either. Well, yeah, we don't find that out, but we assume he had an overdose. But we don't find out. Also, he might have just been cold in the woods and froze to death. He ain't coming back. He's, <laughs> he's dead. We never find out what happened to him. Anders then takes him back to his mum's house because his mum's obviously yeah. worried about him for finding this body, and she shuts the door in Anders's face. That was against her character it as really well. Was yeah, because yeah, he's Anders has put Helene through a lot of shit, but she she's never been. She'd never been mean to him. No. Like outright mean to him. And he, he has just brought her son back. Yeah, having looked after her. They've had a traumatic moment yeah. in their family's history. I, so I didn't... It felt like it was done for comic effect when we didn't need a bit of comedy. Yeah. And it and it did stick out. I know it seems... Again, it seems like only a little thing that she shut the door in his face. But it didn't feel like how that character has acted so far. Yeah. And I, 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 I must insist on consistency <laughs> Because it, I get pissed off otherwise. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think it's difficult. I was I was angry with this film. Just you, if you set general, off, just... set out how your characters are acting, you don't just change it halfway through. <laughs> just for the comedy effect. Yeah. 
I mean, this film is described as a comedy. There's nothing funny about this film. I, I had a few lows. There's a few little laughs in but it, it, but it, but it was a it comedy the, film. the one-liners. Yeah, it's not a comedy film. Yeah. It's actually quite a depressing story. Yeah, nobody's yeah. happy in this movie. No, 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 not at all. We'll get to it at the end. We're nearly there. So Anders goes home. He lets all his inflatable Christmas decorations down, which is almost like a bit of a breakdown he's having. He's just like, yeah. I can't celebrate Christmas now. This kid's dead. Um, and then he leaves town. Yeah, it, it, it's that he's he's trying to make that break with the yeah, town, hasn't he? He's like, well, I away. can't be happy here. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm he going. just get, he packs his turtle up in a car yeah. in a in a box in the car and just leaves somewhere. Yep, misses the funeral. Doesn't go to Charlie's funeral. Um, that's the next scene is the mum and Preston talking about the. Funeral. And I didn't. This didn't fit right for me either because the next scene is Helene and Preston in the kitchen. The massive house yeah and helene's slagging anders off she's yeah. like why wasn't he even at charlie's funeral yeah you know we know they got on a bit why, why the hell wasn't it and an impression just turns to her and go well you did leave town like a week ago yeah i was like haven't how have you not had this conversation <laughs> how do you what, what again it's just convenient that it's happening now in yeah. this movie um and she's like oh okay fair enough if he's not in town that's fine you can't come back after you've left <laughs> um so she's like right well let's move on with our life i need some sliced almonds can you yeah. go to the shop? Well, yeah, but she's prepping the... She's the making big, this... Yeah, it's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Dinner. Yeah. It's Christmas... We're at Christmas Eve now and she's prepping for this dinner. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll go and get you some sliced albums. And then he's like, I'll take Donnie's, take Donnie's car yeah. and get some sliced almonds from the shop. And he goes to the shop, he buys the sliced almonds, gets back in the car and he's like, I'm going to go find my dad. Yeah. He's like, I, I couldn't I'll have done this him. before I brought the sliced almonds. <laughs> or at any point in the last week since yes. you dropped me off at the house. <laughs> yes. I've suddenly got a car. Okay, I'll go and find my dad. Um, so he does. He's like, he texts him and finds out where he is. And it turns out Anders is living in a hotel up in the mountains. Somewhere. No, he's only an, but he says, oh, it's you're only an hour, an, hour, down the road. an hour down the road. He has an interaction with a family that doesn't go well, but it's just one of those filler scenes. Yeah, well, it's just showing that people are dickheads. Yeah. Because Anders was being quite nice to, to these, these kids. kids and they, they, were, they were queuing for coffee, weren't they? Yeah. And he was like make, doing funny things with the... And the kids' parents were like, oh, fucking hell, stay away stay from, from that, that creepy man. old man. <laughs> and then Preston shows up. He shows up at the hotel. Um, Anders is like, well, I'm not coming back. Um, I'm going to sell the house to Donny. He's offered me 10% yeah, he above says, the value. I've got the deed on the, the table. The deed is right there. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go, let, get Christmas out of the way. Yeah. I'm going to accept Donny's offer, yeah. take the money, they can have the house, and I'm... Going to fuck off. Going. Going. Starting somewhere. So Preston's like, well, why don't you come home? And he's like, okay, I'll come home. They're like, one minute ago, you weren't <laughs> ever like, going come back. Come to dinner. You're not staying here. Yeah. Because he, 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 it's not the, it's a quite flimsy argument. But he says, look, you, you already told me you've bought them presents. Yeah. Come and, come and give come them the dinner, presents. Give them presents. Tell them the news. Then you can go. And he agrees straight away. Yeah. Even though he's said one minute ago that he's never going back. Um. When we cut back to Elena, she's on the phone to Charlie's mum, and it felt like it felt like she didn't want them to come because it would be. She's sort of saying you don't it, have, don't, you don't feel you have to have come. To come. And she just buried you. It really felt like he didn't want them to mm. be there because she wanted to put a downer on Christmas. Uh, but they do show up. Um, Charlie's mum and dad. Yeah, because the up. way this this event had been talked about previously in the film, I was like, oh, it's going to be another big Christmas party. party. That's what exactly what it was described as. But it isn't. It isn't. Just. <laughs> It's just the couple that we need to turn up. Yeah, to it's up. Helena and Donny hosting a dinner for Charlie's parents. Yeah, that's that's it. Why they needed two bags of sliced almonds, I have no <laughs> idea. 
So that's they're the only people there. Somebody says Charlie's mum says, "Oh, where's Preston?" And they're like, oh, "I don't know. I'm seen him for hours. Yeah. Sent him out for some slides down. He's not been back yet." And I'm like, "These people have just lost their kid, and you just tell them you don't know where yours is." It's not very good parenting going on in this. I mean, it's awkward. There's a there's a stunted, awkward conversation yeah. going on between the four of them, even though they're all mates. It's not going well. And then Preston and Anders show up just to make things even more awkward. Um, and Char- and Anders is like, I'm not staying. I've just come to drop these presents off. Yeah. I don't really want to get involved in the whole Charlie's parents. I'm here because Preston asked me to come yeah. back, basically. And Charlie's dad comes out. He's like, no, stay. Let's get involved. Let's have the party. Yeah. Why not? They're like, oh, there's going to be a row. Well, there. he's on... <laughs> Because they, they already say, don't they, oh, he, he shouldn't be drinking red wine with his yeah. antidepressants, but yeah. he clearly has been. We, we know where this is heading now. Um, so they all sit around the table. And, and Anders tries to tackle it head on. Yeah, he's, he comes and he in. And he says, look, like, I, before we go anywhere else, I just want to say, I'm sorry I couldn't be at the funeral. Yeah, I'm really sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, I, I admire Charlie. And he then was a great kid. go for him. And they just attack him. Yeah. Um, his mum says to... Anders, Charlie admired you because he's you're the group fuck up. Yeah. And that's why he admired you. So she's not sorry. She's lost no. her son. She's still like, my son was a fuck up and yeah. you're a fuck up. And that's why you got on with, with yeah. each other. And then they turn on Preston. Yeah. Because this was, I felt for this kid here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because they're like, well, why the fuck were you in the woods? What were you doing in the yeah, woods? Yeah, they're like, you, 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 you used to do drugs and drink. Yeah, so they, you must have been doing it with it. They accuse him of doing drugs with Charlie. Yeah. Basically being there when Charlie died. But he wasn't. And Anders sticks up for Preston at this point. Yeah. And he's like, he wasn't doing drugs with that Charlie. I was doing drugs with Charlie. Um, I was doing drugs with him. I, he tells him everything. I yeah. was doing drugs he with him. I lost him. him. Yeah. I, I couldn't find him. I didn't know where he was. He never looked for him. Um, and their the parents quite rightly were like, well, you're the adult here. Why didn't you call us and say, look, your son's fucking getting baked in the middle of nowhere. Said baked again. Um, and he's basically, well, because well, I think you're dickheads. <laughs> You're bad parents. Yeah, basically. And then, so her name's Sophie, I've written it down. Yeah. It's so Charlie's mum says to Anders, well, I've she got some secrets Hel- too. Yeah, yeah she, throws- she throws Elena under the bus. She's like, she's been sleeping with Donnie for two years. Yeah, well before you got there. And you can see Anders' heart breaking at that point because he's like, he had just suspected that was happening. Yeah. Um, And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the dad just jumps on Anders attacks him gets him to the floor and puts a cigar out on his forehead yeah <laughs> just literally out of nowhere <laughs> and that's the end of the scene and then in the next scene helena and preston are waiting in a hospital where presumably somebody put some aloe vera on <laughs> under his forehead because <laughs> <laughs> they go into his hotel room uh, hospital room and he's just got a little bandage on his forehead yeah um and then they have like a bonding moment. He grabs Preston's arm. He's dead. They're, yeah. they're family again. Uh, some time passes, I've written at this point. It's summer now. Because it's now summer. Because like it's thawed. The boats are on the river. Yeah. For some reason, they've sold the house to somebody else. Yeah. Because I don't know why. So Hel- Helene is... Anders was going to give it to Donnie. Well, but now which they sold. may have done. Yeah, but they've decided to sell it yeah. anyway. Because she's explaining to the, the garden owners. to yeah, the new owners. telling the owners how to deal with the garden. Preston's got his own place. He seems to have sorted himself He's out. He's off to, uh, well, they call it graduate school. Yeah. I don't know what that means. This is basically an epilogue of this movie yeah. where everything's just tied itself up in a nice little bow without He's got a new place. How. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to trying to start his life, I guess, yeah. this kid. Anders is still seeing Barbara. He cooks her some dinner. 
And while they're eating the dinner, we reveal that Anders has got a pet turtle in the tank behind her. There was a nice joke here. Okay. Which really made me laugh. Right. When, so as Anders is back in the shop, he's buying all the stuff for the dinner that yeah. he's going to cook for Barbara. And he goes, he goes to the checkout and he's clearly got this cigarette burn on his forehead. Yeah. Or this scar from this cigar. And there's an Indian lady at the, behind <laughs> the checkout and she just gives him the Death stare. biggest evils. And it really made me <laughs> it laugh. It was quite funny, to be fair. I was like, that is a nice little joke. Yeah. That is a nice joke. A joke with no words. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. yeah and just goes back. He's cooking for Barbara. So they're still seeing each other. Yep. And he's got the, the turtle. turtles there. He's, he's looking got, after the turtle. He's got the turtle in a tank behind her on the sideboard. Yeah. And the film ends. Yeah. Overall then, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was absolutely fine. I didn't hate it. I did. I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I knew you would. I, di- I didn't <laughs> love it. I, but I, I thought it was absolutely fine. I, but, uh, this is just a... a it's, it's one of those films that it's just... Nothing happens. And it's just... It's a two-week period of these people's lives. Yeah. They, they don't introduce you to who they are at the beginning. They don't really tell you what happens to them at the end. It's just take these two weeks and watch these people's lives unfold. Yeah. It was really boring. I didn't think it was boring. I, I thought, thought I, it was incredibly boring. I thought it was just a snapshot of these characters, these people. I mean, I, I, I didn't love it, but I will say I thought they felt mostly like... Robot people? No, I thought they were, mo- I thought they were mostly real people, but the consistency wasn't there. There are scenes in this film where they people act like there's no way that human beings would act like that. A little and bit. And then there's also scenes where you've established these characters for us and then they're complete they do things that are completely out yeah, of those yeah, characters. Yeah, that's the bit that pissed me off. Yeah. Cuz the consistency wasn't there through the movie. Yeah. And that discipline wasn't there. I didn't like or understand Preston's character at all. He was comp- in one minute. He was I, I fe- fine. He, he was the guy who got that was the character that got shortchanged. Completely. I also agree he with like, you. There. He was fine, and then he was a fuck up. Yeah. Then he was a real fuck up. Yeah. Then he found a dead body, and then he was all right. But, and by the end of the film, he's got his own house. Yeah, and he never got a journey, did he? No, it was just a scene after scene, a scene, and he was a completely different character in all of them. Yeah. It, it really, really that, got to me. His character didn't hang together. No, not at all. Uh, Anders' character was good. Ben Mendelsohn's good, good in this movie. Good in this movie. Connie Britton's really good in this movie. The woman who played Helena, I'm not sure what her name Edie is. Edie Falco. Is that who it yeah. was? Okay, cool. She was fine. The, and as I said at the beginning, Charlie Tahan, I thought, stole it. I thought he was really good. He, it, I, 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 that stoner character, he plays that character in everything he does, but he's really good at this dark, creepy teenager. With the, you the, can the see the darkness is, behind his eyes. The problem with this movie is, I think it's what you've already touched on. You, Charlie Tahan is good, and you're seeing him... What this movie wants us to see is that his character, that character of Charlie, is where Preston was five to ten years before. Yeah. But it doesn't write Preston well enough for us to have that connection with him. No. That that relationship should have been between Charlie and Preston. Because Preston's uh, been and there he before. Could and help he's, save he's the yeah, he's the role model because he's come should have and in some scenes has come through this and got out the other side. It's, it's just can't it can't nail it's it's too clumsy and it can't nail that sort of. I mean, you only get one scene where where Charlie's mother does the mothering for Preston. Yeah, and and you only to be fair, you only get like 
two two and a half scenes where where Anders is doing it for Charlie's for Charlie. only in like three scenes. Charlie's only in it three I, or four I, times. Like I said, I think there's something good there. There's a basis of a good idea, but maybe you need to expand both of those out. Yeah, the yeah, it does. There's, there's nothing of it. Nothing really worked for me at all. Nothing glued together. But I did, like I said, I didn't hate it because because I I I thought. Mendelssohn was really watchable. Uh, There's some good performances in a bad film. When yes. when him and Connie Britton were together, yeah, the I, fire. best bit of this movie. Yeah, it was but fire. She needs to be in this more. When when those two were together, and when him and Charlie were together, I'd, I'd love to have seen that great. relationship developing more. There's too many characters in it. It's not you focused some, enough. Is it's it? not focused enough. You cut some of the characters away, and tiny it up a little bit. It works, but it's it's just a mess. It just doesn't work for me at all. I I really didn't like it. Yeah, see, I, 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 I agree with everything you're saying, but it didn't annoy me as much. Yeah. Because... I get that. It's, I just wanted... I needed more from it, and I didn't get that. Yeah. Just yeah. An, it just annoyed me. I was just annoyed by it. That's fine. I mean, I, I think it's strange, because I, I just don't... I agree with everything you've said. <laughs> you're just not as passionately about it as I am. But, no, I, I, it just didn't annoy me as much. Yeah. I, 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 would I, get, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say as I enjoyed it, but I, I definitely didn't hate it. I, I would go as far as to say I, did, I, I really didn't like it. I, I, hate's maybe too strong yeah. a word, but I really didn't like it. But I was happy when it finished. It's it, look. It's, I was it's, done with it by that point. I checked. I checked. I did check the time a couple a couple of occasions through this. Uh, it, it's slow. It's I caught myself. But, on but my by phone. design, yeah. it's slow. Yeah, it is. It's meant to be like that. I caught myself on my phone more than once, and I was. I never do that when we're watching these. Films. I, I thought again an inconsistency of it was that. There was at times where the sort of dialogue was quite whip crack between some of the characters, and then there was times where it just went like, Bleh. yeah, and, and that consistency wasn't there either. No. But I wouldn't. I, I I thought it was fine. IMDb has it as a comedy fine. drama. I wouldn't. I don't think it was funny. I, I genuinely don't. There's there's maybe one or two laughs in it, and I don't think it went for laughs from the majority of the film. I don't think it tried to be funny. Yeah. I don't know if it's a comedy. The comedy is in some of those dialogue exchanges. Yeah, but not many. No, but it's not. No, I wouldn't have said it's a a, a comedy. A comedy, film. No, no, not me. It, 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 it's, it's not even quite, a dark comedy. It's a it's, it's, it's just a drama. Dark. It's just it's a drama. Just, yeah, it's actually quite depressing at some point. Yeah. But it's just these watch these poor rich people be depressed in every scene. Yeah. That's that's all it is. And you never really get to the bottom of. But then is life like that? I suppose you know. <laughs> Anders doesn't get a resolution, does he? No, he's he's, he's still on it. None of them. The do, film really. is still. The film ends where he's still on his journey for happiness, yeah. and which but aren't we all always yeah. on that? I don't know. <laughs> How deep? <laughs> Preston's got his own apartment by the end of it. I, I mean, in life, nothing's that. tied up in a bow, is it? No, That's... true and true indeed. What What's the best thing about it? I think it is some of the performances. It's, it's when Mendelssohn and Connie Britton are together. Oh, when Mendelssohn and Charlie Tahan are together. Yeah, because in those two or three scenes, they had they were really they bounced off each other quite well. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's a lot of good about it. I, I think it's the best acting we've seen this season. Yeah, but it's that, the film with the best actors in it that we've 100%. seen this season. Yeah, yeah, that's the best thing about it. Yeah, okay. What would you change about it? Uh, more Connie Britton. More Connie Britton, more Charlie Tahan. And I would I would make Preston's character more of the role model than Anders' character. If I said to you, you can have those things, yeah. but this movie has to be half an hour longer, would you take it? No. <laughs> I don't care enough to watch it for another half an hour. But if the, if, not interested if, if the exchange is, this movie is half an hour longer, 
So it's got to be two hours. But it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I'll watch a good we movie for two that. hours. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But it's still the same movie. It's still slow. The characters are still the same. That's fine. It's just, I think it would make more sense to do it that way, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not... It's, it's a weird paradox, isn't it? When you've got a, a slow, again, by design, a slow plodding movie that's only 90 minutes long. Yeah. It felt every one of those 90 minutes for me. It really did. I felt every one of them. I, I don't think it. I, I, I don't think it drives. I I, 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 but I've got. I'm not saying this is like the movie, sort of movie I like, but you've got a bigger tolerance for this. Sort of I thing. can. I knew you wouldn't like it. Yeah. I was half. I was 20 minutes in, and I knew you wouldn't like. I it. I was 10 minutes in, and I knew I wouldn't <laughs> like it. I, I knew straight away this isn't a me movie, and it it just isn't. I just don't find that sort of thing interesting. Yeah, we've been here before just, with. Yeah, this we, sort have, of thing. we have. We have. It's, it's on that sort of mumble core type. Yeah. Movie, isn't it? Should we talk stream table? Yeah, sure. We've got four films in the stream table currently. Target is bottom. Comes a bright day is third. The parts you lose are two. Uh, is that two? And all at sea is currently at number one. Um, they're all. They all could be anywhere in that table. Target could easily be at number one. All at sea could easily be at number four. They're, yeah, they I interchange think, with each other quite well. I think if someone came to me and said, "All right, I've watched all these four movies, Nick." Yeah, and I think the table should be exactly reversed. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't I put up an argument. No, because because I think there's not much between any of them. No, there's there's really not those those four movies fit. We've been at a level so yeah. far this season. Yeah, we're still there. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've still not gone past that level. But this film fits in there as well. I think so. Yeah, anywhere. I I. I know where I want it to go. I know. Oh, I, I know exactly where I want it to go. Where do you want it to go? At these four. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, you're gonna hate me. I, I think it's the best thing we've seen. <laughs> Funnily enough, I don't think it's the worst thing we've seen. <laughs> I personally, I would put it somewhere between the parts you lose and comes a bright day. Okay. Um, but I, you hated comes a bright day a lot more than I did, and I, you, I've hated oh, this a lot more than you did. So. Yeah. I, the, the problem with these, this burgeoning table <laughs> it doesn't... is that I am not passionate about any of them. Same. Because they're all... Yeah. And I don't dislike any of them. No. I, I, didn't, I, I did, didn't like... I do dislike Target a little bit. Out of the four of them, I dis, out of the five of them now, I dislike this one the most. Right. But I can see why... It's not the worst it's film not out of the five. Up, yeah, it's not the worst film out of the five of them. <laughs> but I would watch all four of them again over this one. <laughs> It's not, I, going, I, it's not going top. But then it boggles my mind that out of these five movies we've seen, all at sea is the the top when it was... Oh, it's, it's just... Oh, it's got so many issues. They've all know, got so many issues. I, I was talking to my mum and dad about it and they've actually seen it. They'd already They'd seen already it. They'd already seen yeah, it. Okay. And they thought it was all right. Yeah. Well, it was all right. Because it's aimed at them. Yeah. It's, it's a them movie. But then you talk about it for 45 minutes and you realise it's, it's, it's an absolute <laughs> shambles and it doesn't fit together. <laughs> it really you know, Go back and listen to the episode. But it, it it doesn't hang together <laughs> at all. Uh, which, which again, we outlined reasons why that is also the case for the parts you lose. Yeah. And comes a bright day. Uh, and obviously Target has got huge translation <laughs> slash cultural yeah. uh, issues. Target's probably the best film, just with the weirdest... You'd have to change a lot of it to make it a really good film. <laughs> I'd, I'd happily see this either side of the parts you lose, but I don't want it to be number one. 
yeah. So, so I think I think for the for the performances alone and uh, the the few chuckles that it gave me, I, admittedly we're striking a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it, for me it would go top, but that, that obviously that can't happen because you you hated it. So I, it's got to go second or third. So, yeah, it's it's the, a debate over the parts you lose, isn't it? It's, yes. Is it better or worse than that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I'm not. I don't know if I'm passionate enough to care. I mean, the I re, I enjoyed the parts you lose more than I enjoyed this. Yeah. I think the the performances in that are good. The yeah, kid, they are. The kid's good in that. Aaron yeah. Paul's good in that. But but it's in the parts of it in the wrong order. Yeah, some of it's in the wrong order, <laughs> completely. It's been edited really badly to the point where like. This is, a, this is the sort of shit we have to deal with <laughs> on this show. It's been made wrong. <laughs> Can it go third? Uh, look, none of these are going to be threatening. No, this is the middle I, of the season. I hope come the end of this season, these will all sort of be... This is 12, 13, 14, 15, yeah, 16. exactly. This is where these are going to end up. Yeah. We're going to have better films yeah. than this. We're going to have worse films than this. I hope so. I hope we have better. <laughs> we need to get out of this slump because... This was a struggle to watch this week. I, I, no, I didn't struggle. <laughs> I, I struggled I with struggle. this one. I, I really did. Um, Third? But it's, it's... Yeah, fine. Okay. Fine. It's... It's fine. It's third. We need another one. Should we speak to Robin? Yeah, let's... Uh, See what he's got for us. Up throw up. The randomizer. This episode's going long. We need to. We need to get moving. What would you like to see then? I I tell you what I want. I want something really good or really bad. Okay. I want. Don't mind which. I want to get away from this slump. I want. These, something these, awesome these are something the these shocking. are the perils of the random. They are indeed. Shall I press the button? Yes, please. Hmm. Let's pick a film called Eight Remains. Okay. Have you got any idea what Eight Remains? I, I feel is? like it's going to be horrory. Horrory. Yeah. Um. I can tell you now, it's German. Right, okay. I'm. I'm. Have we done a German film? I, I'm just trying to cast my mind back. I know we've increasingly done quite a lot of movies. I don't <laughs> think we've done a German movie. I don't think movie. we've been to Germany. We've done France, we've done Spain, we've done... Denmark. Denmark, Indonesia. Quite a, quite a tour, Italian. We've done quite the tour yeah. of Europe. I don't think we've been... I don't think we've stepped foot into Germany yet. It's Germany. No. It's German. Do you want to know a synopsis? I do, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> it's quite small, but it says, Preceding her death, a young woman relives her life in a mirror world, giving her the chance to fight her killer. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with a sort of... It's not much info. I can... <laughs> According to IMDb, it's to a mystery that? thriller. Okay. And it's rated at 3.3. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> Ouchie. So I said a minute ago I'd like a good one or a bad one. Feels like we might have a bad one. But the poster is awesome. Look at the poster. That is the worst photoshopped <laughs> hand I've ever seen. It's like it's, just it's, like, like, part, it's like insider. It just looks like she's got a weird neck. That that looks like it looks like the lady's got gills. That's not even that guy's finger. And it's like it's inside her skin. We, you put that in the Discord. I put the Join the Discord. We love guys. a shit poster in the Discord. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll put that one in there. So yeah, go out and watch Eight Remains. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. 
If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com and our website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you can get every episode we've ever recorded. You can get links to all the different apps. You can get the stream tables and you can even get some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream. Do rag. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love I love just doing that and you just you always forget that I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I always the forget. The first thing that comes into your head is that. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um after you've done all that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream on there for a couple of quid every month. You will get early access to episodes. You will get bonus episodes. Nick writes a newsletter every month. And if you come in at the top level, you can have a wild card, which means we'll give Rob, uh, Robin the week off and you can pick the film that we watch for a change. Nobody's played a wild card still yet this season. Get your wild cards out, boys. Um, after that, head over to Discord. The Discord link will be in the show notes. Discord is a great place to meet like-minded bottom of the stream fans because we have so much fun in there. Just movie fans. Just yeah, just TV fans. Fans of life. Yeah. Great fans of life. Great people. We do watch alongs in there. We have chats, we play games. We have all sorts of fun. Head over to our Discord. The Discord link will be in the show notes. Indeed, if you can spare a few minutes, please consider leaving us a review. Anywhere you can review podcasts, Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, loads of others. Loads. We're we're everywhere. Yep. Just We're on everything. Leave us a review, leave us a rating. It really helps. It puts our little show out there into the world. It does indeed. Done? That's all I've got to say. Excellent. That was nice talking to you. Well, thanks. <laughs> Very formal, but always nice talking to yourself as well, my good friend. So yeah, thanks for listening. Go out and watch Eight Remains, and we'll be back on Monday for another episode of The Wave, and next Thursday to talk about that film. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>